You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number one. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast. This is our very first episode, and I am really excited to be doing this. I've been thinking about this podcast for many years, and here we are. And so I want to preface this episode by letting you know that I have been in the health, fitness, wellness, and leadership space for over 25 years, and I love learning about how we can optimize our bodies and our brains to have the best health, the highest energy to perform at our best and most importantly, to feel fulfilled in our lives. I'm fascinated by it. I love to learn about it and think about it and create tools and techniques and to share them with other people. And so that is my intention here is to share with you what I have learned and what I am learning and to frame it in the most concise way possible so that it is helpful for you and that you can immediately use it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start off. We're going to dive right in and I am going to give you the number one tool that I use with clients that I teach my clients and that I also personally use in order to create wellness and well-being or what I call well-beingness. And so let's dive right in. The topic for today is self-leadership. And I wanted to start with self-leadership because I think that self-leadership is the crux of the matter, right? Many of us think about leaders as being someone who is in command of a group or an organization or a country, perhaps. And really, a leader, I believe, is any person who has commanding authority or influence. I want to say that again. A leader is someone who has commanding authority or influence. So notice I didn't say over what. Because (laughs) self-leadership means that you have authority or influence over yourself. And the reason that's important for me to point out is because people will say to me, hey, listen, I'm not a leader. And to that, I say, phooey. Yes, you are. (laughs) You absolutely are a leader. And I used to tell people when I was working in um, personal training, if you have a body, you are an athlete. And what I meant by that is that your body was made to move. Your body needs to move in order to function at its best. And the idea is that regardless if you are a competitive athlete or not, that you want to treat your body like it is in training because it is. It's in training for your life, for you to live the most vibrant and healthiest life that you can. And who is in charge of that training? You are. And you are also in charge of training your mind and generating your emotions and taking your next right actions. And so you certainly are a leader And specifically, first and foremost, you are in charge of leading yourself. Now, that is often easier said than done. (laughs) I work with many leaders who are successful in many areas. They are successful in their careers. They are prominent in companies or their communities or in their industries or fields. And they are frustrated with their inability to lead themselves. They have a pretty clear idea of what they want to do, what they want to have, who they want to be. And they have extremely strong intentions and they try 
and they try and they can't get motivated or maintain the motivation. And I hear things like, you know, why can I not get up early to control the start of my day when I know that it makes a huge difference in the, in my entire day and the way that I approach my day? Or why can't I stay consistent in going to the gym or in meditating or in pushing away from my desk to end my work day and start spending time with my family? Or why am I binge eating and drinking and sabotaging myself? And so I will tell you that the solution, the answers to those questions can always, always be found in the tool that I'm going to share with you today. And this is the tool that we will use to understand the process of self leadership. And I'll tell you that it's really not that complicated. All you have to be is willing or what I like to say, welling, to be present, to be conscious. And I will add to be willing to kind of flip the light on inside of your head and see what's going on in there and to be willing to be uncomfortable. And that is exactly where self-leadership comes in. And so I want to define self-leadership for you. I define it as the continued practice, and that's a really important word there, practice of intentionally directing your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions towards a specific stated desired result. And I'm going to say that self-leadership is defined as the continued practice of intentionally directing your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions towards a specific stated desire or result. And so I want to introduce you to the model and the creation of it really started 30 plus years ago or gosh, even longer than that, when I was in my 20s and when I started reading Stephen Covey and Marianne Williamson, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, I studied Transcendental Meditation and A Course in Miracles, and I had my real first exposure to the concept about using your mind on purpose to create the life that you want. Now, it is one thing to learn those concepts, <laughs> and it is quite another to use them. And so fast forward after I got out of the military and I was in my 30s and started studying the body and fitness and learning how to help people attain their optimal physical health, I was an avid consumer of every certification training class that I could take on strength and endurance and balance and mobility and stability and weight loss and nutrition and you name it. And I loved it. I was an avid consumer. And that's when I started my personal training businesses and I got in the best shape of my life. I love teaching classes and training and training other trainers. I created my fitness DVD. And at some point I realized even though I had physical wellness, even though I was at the best shape of my life, I did not have well-being. I was binge eating. I had the biggest sweet tooth and I drank a lot of wine. And I even remember my son, Kyle, saying to somebody, my mom works out so that she can eat as much candy as she wants to. And even though it's kind of funny now, it certainly was not funny back then. I remember being mortified because I knew that I wasn't being healthy. I knew that I wasn't doing what I was asking other people to do. And I was working with people who did also have the right plans. They knew what to do to lose the weight or to feel better or to get to a certain physical goal, but not everybody was following those plans or they would follow them for a little bit and then they would fall off. And that was intriguing to me. I wanted to know what was going on with them and I wanted to know what was going on with me. And so that's when I went back to school and I really went back to my roots. I remember my first class for becoming a certified wellness coach and the topic 
was on mindfulness. And I remember thinking, ah, this feels like home. This feels really familiar. And so fast forward many, many years. And after working on myself and working with hundreds of clients, I began to see how to frame both wellness and well-being. And here's what I mean by that. I knew how to help people attain their optimal physical health and energy, however they define that. So for somebody that may be to reduce their blood pressure or get off of uh, diabetes medication, or it might mean to alter their weight, to reduce body fat or increase muscle mass or to increase physical energy levels, or maybe to just reduce pain or feel better in their bodies. And so I want you to think of those goals, those results as wellness goals. Wellness for me is all about taking care of the physical organism of your body. And that includes your brain, the organ of your brain. And those people, just like me, also wanted to feel good mentally and emotionally. And so that's what I call well-being, mental and emotional health and energy. And I, and I want to tell you that when I say mental, what I'm talking about is relating to the mind, as in ideas and thoughts and memories. And so we all want to have wellness, physical health and energy, and well-being, mental and emotional health and energy. And so when you combine those those two, wellness and well-being, you get well-beingness. And that is the model that I want to share with you. And that's the model that you actually can use to practice self-leadership, to practice being a healthy leader and having your definition of wellness and well-being. And I will tell you that it is a practice. It's not just a state or a place that you attain and then that's it. It's an ongoing process, which is why this model is so powerful because you can use it over and over again to continue to level up. And that actually happens quite naturally. You know, once you lose the weight that you want to lose, then your body's ready to do the next thing, right? Maybe it might be to go hiking uh, or to take up running or to just spend more miles on the beach with a loved one. Or when you quit over drinking, you have all of the space in your head where worry and regret used to be. And you can use that space to start a business or to take your career or a relationship to the next level. And of course, sometimes having well-beingness is just about creating health and happiness in the midst of daily life and the challenges that we all go through just because we're human. So without further ado, I want to share with you the well-beingness model. And I provided a download that you can use to start practice using it today. And you can also, if you are driving or walking or whatever, just memorize this one acronym. And the acronym is X tier. And I'm going to spell it out for you. X T E A R. And then in military lingo, we say X-ray, tango, echo, alpha, Romeo. X tier model. That is the well-beingness model. Now I will tell you that there's also a V that goes with the model. So it's really X tier dash V. And the V stands for your vision, as in what is your vision for who you want to be. But I'm going to dive into that in our next episode. So for now, all you need to remember is X tier. So the X stands for the external circumstances or the external environment. I like to say that X marks the spot. And then the T stands for thoughts. The E stands for emotions. And then the A stands for actions. 
and then the R stands for results. And I want to take you through each one of these five parts of the model so that you can see how the exterior model, the well-beingness model works and how it is all you need to begin practicing self-leadership right now. So the X stands for external circumstances or X marks the spot. And what this means is that X marks the spot as in it is what it is. Where you are standing and what is going on is the X. This is the weather. It is what someone has just said to you. It is the words in an email. It is the traffic. It's the physical location of where you are. It is your weight. It is your blood pressure. It is the current circumstances. And there are two things for right now that I want you to remember about the X. And the first is that the X is out of your control. The X already exists. It already happened or it is happening and you cannot change it. And this includes your past. It includes the way that someone has behaved or the way that someone else is behaving. So it includes everything. And this is really one of the most important lessons that I've ever learned. And here's why it's so important because we, I have spent so much time trying to change the X, the external circumstance. And when we try to change something that exists, we always lose <laughs> because it exists. We try to control or manipulate other people and we can't. And we try to control or change our past and we can't because it's already done. We cannot control what is going on in the world, in politics, with COVID, with other people. And I have to tell you that I get a lot of kickback on this because people, we, want to control the world. We want to control our partners. We want to control our employees. We want to control the way that people behave in parking lots or in the grocery store. We have rules for people to follow and they need to follow them, right? Wrong. <laughs> so I want you to remember that the X is, it already exists and we don't have any control over it. And then the second thing that I want you to remember is that that X, that external circumstance is always neutral as in always, as in all the time. And I have to say that this is where I'm going to either lose you or your life is going to be shifted forever because I know that mine was, and it took me a long while to really understand this concept. And we are going to talk about it in future podcasts multiple times. And it's hard because our brains are wired to judge. We are constantly judging what is. We are judging other people. We judge ourselves. We judge the traffic. We judge the weather. And we make those X's, those neutral external events, bad or good or whatever we want to call them. And that leads us right into that second letter, which is the T, which comes right after the X. And the T stands for our thoughts. And it comes right after the X on purpose because while the X is neutral, our thoughts about that X are what gives the X meaning. And we get to think whatever we want about those circumstances. We get to make the plane being late bad because we're going to miss our presentation. And we get to make the plane being late good because we get to miss our presentation. And we get to make the rain good because we think that our lawns will be greener and everything will be beautiful. And we get to make the rain bad because we do not like walking our dog in the rain. And so you can see that the X is neutral and our thoughts are what gives the X meaning. Now, you might be thinking, uh, of course, we can think whatever we want. But here's the thing. We believe that it is just natural to think certain things. Of course, certain things are bad. They're just bad. 
you know, we all agree that certain things are bad and certain things are good, but the truth is that our thoughts, all of our thoughts are totally optional. Now that is really big news. Why? Because a lot of the time, many of us are not even aware of what we are thinking. We just start thinking because that's what we do. And we never decided to stop and think about our thinking. And this is really important because our thinking is what creates our emotions. And I want you to hear this loud and clear. It is never ever the circumstances, the X that makes us happy or depressed or annoyed. It is always our thoughts about that event or that circumstance that makes us feel emotions. And that is why the E comes right after the T. Our emotions, all of them are caused by our thoughts. Now, the thought might be unconscious or it might be fleeting, but it is always the case that our thoughts cause our emotions. And this is a really big lesson for me to learn. And then our emotions, that energy in our body is what drives our actions. And that is really key. So I'm going to pause here. So far, we have the external event. The X is neutral. It's out of your control. And then we have a thought about that X, which then creates an emotion, which then fuels our actions. So I hope you can start to see how knowing this pattern really is about self-leadership because when you are aware of why you do certain things and understand that it is because of your thoughts and your emotions, then you are able to change them if you want to. You are able to lead yourself out of those thoughts and emotions and into your right action. That is super powerful because then you don't need anybody else to change or any circumstance to be a certain way in order for you to begin leading yourself and taking your right action. And when you know this, then you are better able to decide what to think. You are able to manage and create emotions and then follow through on the actions that you want. And that's what the A stands for actions. So the action can actually be a reaction or an inaction or action, <laughs> but know that the fuel for action is emotion. And again, you may not be aware of the emotion, but it is there. And that is what is causing you to act, not act or to react. And when you are aware of this TEA thought, emotion, action cycle, then you are better able to create the results that you want in your life. And that's the final letter, the R which stands for results and your actions create your results. And so when you put all of this together, the process is really simple. It is that external events occur. You have a thought about them, which then leads to your emotions, which then leads to your actions, which then leads to your results. And this process is all self leadership. And by the way, you're doing it right now, even though you may not be aware of it. So this model helps you to break down your story, whatever is going on in your life, and to see it through these five elements. There's six elements when you include the vision, and those are the six steps to being a healthy leader. And that is exactly how you can lead yourself into the healthiest version. So when you are able to get to the source, which is not the external environment, you move out of really trying to force your way into action and force yourself to behave. And you're able to harness the power of managing your mind and your emotions in a very precise way. So I want to give you an example to bring this to life for you. I work with a lot of people who are trying to lose body fat. So I'm going to use that. 
as an example. So generally when I work privately with people, we co-create a protocol and basically it's a plan of how to fuel, rest and move your body. And I call it a protocol because I want it to have kind of um, an experimental flavor to it, if you will, so that people can distance themselves from their plan. And so we set a plan or a protocol and base it on the result that we want. And then the person follows it to see if that is the right protocol to see if it will get them the results that they want. And so protocol is really all about that a line in the model. It's all about the action piece. And so as I go through this example, I want you to think about an action in your life that you are trying to do or trying not to do for your health and energy. So a common thing that people end up doing when they are trying to reduce body fat is to cut out sugar from their diet or to cut out desserts or processed flour. And if you would like, as a side note, to get some information on, on the quickest way to drop weight, I encourage you to get a copy of the exactly what to eat checklist. And it goes through the process that I use with private clients. So if you've ever tried to cut out sugar, you know how hard that can be. And I was working with a woman who was having a hard time cutting out sugar at night. And she told me that her cravings were the biggest at night when she was working late, when she was writing emails or she was on an international call. And so I asked her how she was feeling right before she would go off of protocol. And when she thought about it, she said, you know what? I think that I'm really kind of bored. Like I don't really want to be writing the emails and I really don't want to be on the call. I'm just doing it because I have to, I really just want to be relaxing. And so as we investigated further, she was able to discern that really she was just bored and she was thinking things like, if I'm going to be working this late, then I deserve a treat. And I'm probably going to burn out these calories anyway, because I'm working and I'm not sleeping. And so as we started to uncover her thoughts, we could see what was causing her boredom and what was causing her urges. And we figured out that when she thought those thoughts, her cravings and her urges were really intense. So we could see that the cravings definitely were not caused by physical hunger, but by mental hunger if you will, mental hunger to get out of boredom, mental hunger to reward herself for working so late at night. And it's interesting because it doesn't really make sense on the reward side, because what she would end up doing is beating herself up the next day for not being on protocol. So it wasn't a reward. It was just this vicious cycle of pleasure, beating myself up, pleasure, beating myself up. And so the cool thing about this process is that when we start doing this, we can see how our thoughts create the emotions that fuel our actions. And we can see how our thoughts can create cravings and urges. And when we do this, we are able to change it. Now, here's a caveat. What ends up happening when people start understanding this model, their tendency is to change it and to change it immediately, to start changing our thoughts and start managing emotions. And that's great. And I wanna warn you that what we really wanna do here is to understand why we're feeling bored or why we're feeling deprived or what is really going on because those feelings reflect a deeper need that we have because it's natural to want to be stimulated and to be challenged. It's natural to seek pleasure over pain. That's what our brains were designed to do. So once you know what you're thinking and how it's affecting you and your results, I want you to do this process with some compassion because it's not just about changing your habits. It's about establishing a stronger relationship with yourself. 
so that you can lead yourself. We all know that it's imperative to know the people that we are leading. And so it is with you. And so this is your invitation to get to know yourself so that you can lead yourself in the very best way that you can. And so make sure that as you are discovering your mindset and your emotions, that you are doing it with compassion and understanding yourself, not beating yourself up, <laughs> not constantly forcing yourself to use willpower or to suffer through it, but by understanding what is going on with you. So that is self-leadership and that is the well-beingness model. And when you go through this process, I promise you, it is mind-blowing because we get to the root belief or the root cause of the behavior really quickly. So I want to recap here that external events are neutral and that they are out of your control. What is in your control are your thoughts about that external circumstance, which then lead to your emotions, which then lead to your actions or reactions or inactions. And those lead to your results. And that cycle has been happening and it will continue to happen whether you are conscious of it or not. You are already leading yourself and now you have the ability to lead yourself on purpose. You have a model and a process to lead yourself with intention. And when you use the model and understand the root cause, it is so much easier to change your actions because you are changing your mind along with your body. I call this bringing your brain with your body. I also call this using change to transform because what we are looking for here is not to constantly be controlling our actions and restricting ourselves, but to be naturally healthy leaders. So as we move through, we are going to be talking about how to change your thinking and how to think on purpose and how to manage your emotions and create them and how to follow through on what it is that you want to follow through on and how to live in alignment with your vision of your life and how to create a mind and a body that will serve that vision. So be sure to practice this. There is a download that will help you out so that you can practice adding or taking out actions that will help you level up and to be the healthiest leader that you can be. Thank you so much for joining me on this very first Healthy Leader episode. It was tons of fun and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, create a healthy day.